Coming up on today's show, we've got one Big Ten team into the round of 64, a whole lot of Big Ten players on the All-American team, and another one going at it here tonight. That gives us a whole lot to get to here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten, and thanks, as always, for making the show your first listen every weekday, Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's show, we've got a whole lot to get to as the Big Ten's NCAA tournament games started up yesterday with a win. Jacob Rood is in on the show today to talk about the Hoosiers' victory and what's next coming up, of course, just tomorrow for Indiana. Also, we've got another Big Ten team on the court tonight. We'll talk about Rutgers against Notre Dame in just a second. But before we get to any of that, the big news out of the Big Ten off the court yesterday was the AP All-American team. The Big Ten puts three different players on the Associated Press first team in Kofi Coburn, Keegan Murray, and Johnny Davis. This is huge, obviously. Going into this I had no idea how many Big Ten players would be on this squad. I assumed one would at least, of course. But, I mean, just with how many good players there are in this conference, good players there are in the country, it was easy to kind of, I mean, as we saw with the Big Ten teams, not have enough room for everybody to be able to be there and just not be able to give everybody, like Keegan Murray easily could have won Big Ten Player of the Year. He just didn't. Johnny Davis did. It was that kind of a year for really college basketball and the Big Ten especially. So when you're trying to pick out the five best, it's always just kind of guessing game as to who's going to go where. Of course, you can usually find a couple of guys who are kind of shoe-ins, but it's not like that with the Big Ten players here this year. So to see three guys make that team is incredible. Again, Kofi Coburn, uh, Coburn, Davis, and also Murray all deserving. As I said, Murray easily could have won the Big Ten Player of the Year. People said he should have won the Big Ten Player of the Year. Johnny Davis did win Big Ten Player of the Year. Coburn, obviously, an all-unanimous, all-Big Ten selection as well. So to have those three guys there, obviously just huge for the conference. A real testament to kind of what we've been saying the entire time in that the Big Ten star power this year is really just unmatched. And that's something you want when you're going into this NCAA tournament, of course, to turn it back into the context of the field of 68. The Big Ten has the kind of guys to be able to carry a team and the talent throughout rosters to be able to get in there as well. I mean, just looking down the rest of this roster, Jaden Ivey was on the second team All-American. I mean, I could have argued that at points in the season, he obviously should have been right there with everybody else too. He ends up not being there on the first team. He gets second, but again, it's just everyone's so, so good. And anyone, Jaden Ivey, any of these three guys, guys who aren't on All-American teams, they could be enough to carry their team here. We're going to talk about just the Rutgers star, Ron Harper Jr., in just a second, and what he can do here in this game tonight. But it's going to be just... I don't know what it means for like the future of the Big Ten. Probably, I mean, it's just one All-American team. But having this is just kind of, I think, the recognition of the respect of what this season has been, which is just stars being stars 
throughout the entirety of Big Ten basketball. I think whether it was teams getting upset or favorites just pushing through at the end, it was the stars of teams being able to step up and say, hey, I am the guy here and I can close this. We saw Johnny Davis do it time and time again. Jaden Ivey for Purdue does it all the time. You know what I'm talking about if you watch any Big Ten games. And it's just, again, being cultivated and uh, recognized here on the All-American teams too. All right. Let's move on to the matter at hand now. Rutgers against Notre Dame here tonight. A matchup between 11 seeds in the play-in games as we wrap up the first four here this evening. Rutgers will be the last game of all of them, and it's going to be a good one here. Closer spread than yesterday, just one point. A Rutgers underdog this time instead of what was an IU favorite by four and a half yesterday. That is, in my opinion, as expected. I'm not feeling as confident as I was yesterday in Rutgers as I was with Indiana against Wyoming, uh, mainly because Notre Dame's notably a really, really good offensive team. And if the Notre Dame Irish, Fighting Irish get out to a hot start here, it's going to be really tough for Rutgers to, one, have the horses to keep up. But I think that key matchup in this game really is in that first kind of uh, Rutgers defense against the Notre Dame offense side of things. Notre Dame's one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. Rutgers is one of the better defensive teams in all of college basketball. They'll play low-scoring games. I think Rutgers needs a low-scoring game here to be able to come through. But you just can't fall behind early. You can't really let Notre Dame get too hot. But I think, again, Rutgers can do it. I, I'm not saying that this is like a disadvantage here or a, that Rutgers won't be able to pull it off. We've seen with the talent on the Scarlet Knights team that it can beat anybody in the country as it's beaten anyone in the Big Ten over the course of the last few weeks. But with what's really key here is, of course, this is just one game. And if Notre Dame does end up getting hot, I don't know if Rutgers can keep up to that level. Again, I'm feeling a lot better about Rutgers, or I'm sorry, Indiana yesterday than I was with Rutgers today. We know what Rutgers is capable of. If it ends up coming out and scoring a ton, then could be a huge Rutgers blowout. If Notre Dame comes out to a hot start, I don't know if Rutgers can keep up and Notre Dame could pull away slowly over time. But if Rutgers plays what it wants to play, a defensive game that ends up low scoring and tight at the end, then I feel like when it comes to those clutch minutes, more than anything else here, I feel like Rutgers has, in like both Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker, the guys that you want over anybody on that Notre Dame team trying to close out games. Because if you look at that Irish squad, good offense, efficient offense, but it just again, we talked about it, the star power. Who in the clutch, if it comes down to the end and things are close, which, again, one point spread, it should be a close game. Low scoring battle. In the last four minutes, if you're repicking teams here and taking everybody on both sides, who do you pick first? Who do I want on my side? It's going to be Ron Harper Jr. over anybody. That's the Rutgers' advantage here. If they play their game and things are close at the end, it's been shown that the Big Ten stars are going to step up. And I believe that Ron Harper Jr. would step up if that opportunity came at the end of this one. Notre Dame just has to make sure they give him, or I'm sorry, Rutgers just has to make sure it gives him the chance to be able to pull it off. Coming up here, 
One win already down for the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament. Into the round of 64 is Indiana. We'll talk to Jacob Rood about what happened against Wyoming to allow Indiana to win that game, and also looking ahead to St. Mary's and the Gales here in just a minute. Also, I, I had a mess up on a name earlier. It, it was uh, Ike, the last name of the star for Wyoming, but we're going to talk about that with Jacob here in a minute here uh, too as well. That's coming up here right now on Locked On Big Ten. It's March Madness, which means that it's time to get your bracket filled out, of course, but it could be by the end of the weekend busted already. And maybe you're looking for a new way to try and get involved with the NCAA tournament games without having to deal with just the madness of doing that whole bracket pool thing against everybody else. Now you can go over to Stat Hero and play a new kind of NCAA bracket game. They have single game pickums where you can pick players to go up against the lineups that Stat Hero shows to you, not against everybody else, but just against individual lineups that the computer has. It's like you're playing against the dealer here. And at Stat Hero, they're just doing things differently than what you're used to when you're playing Daily Fantasy. So I know, again, You've heard it before, there are all sorts of different kind of daily fantasy and sports sites out there for you to play along with, but Stat Hero is just a little bit different. Head over to their website right now and check out what they have to offer. It's a different way to play the game, a different kind of daily fantasy where instead of going up against everybody else, you're just going up again against one lineup that the computer puts together and they'll show you what you have to beat before you play too. You can see all the different modes they have and ways to play again at stathero.com slash locked on and use our promo code for a 100% but deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on and used promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match on your first deposit. If you go over to stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. You guys already know about Built Bar. It's the place to go for any protein needs that you may have, whether it be the Built Bars that they have, new Built Puffs, which are just like marshmallows. You can pop right into your mouth and obviously tastes good, gets you all the protein that you need to get you through your workout day, anything else that you might need to work through. Again, it's all that good stuff that you want. 15 grams of protein at least without having any of the carbs or sugars less than five grams of those in a bar also packing a hundred percent real dark chocolate into every built bar too they've got new flavors coming out all the time so head on over to builtbar.com right now built.com check that built.com i think i'd know it by now and use our promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order again promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your order at built.com Com. Again, it, this is one of those things where like, yes, we promote here on the show, but we also use and eat Built Bar all the time. It gets talked about all the time in our chats that we have at Locked On. This stuff is legitimately good. We do not say that and talk about it with every other product out there. These guys have us hooked. They can have you hooked to go to Built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 to try it out. And of course, get in on everything that they have over at Built.com. Tuned in here to Locked On Big Ten alongside the host of our Locked On Hoosiers show, Jacob Rude. I'm Nate Dickinson. Indiana picked up the first win out of the Big Ten in the Big Dance yesterday. They're into the field of 64 now after winning the first four game over Wyoming. Uh, Jacob, I got questions about this matchup, but Indiana took control of this one, led most of the way. How do you feel about the Hoosiers' performance as they, again, do continue the hot streak beat a solid Wyoming team and are now into this uh, official first round, or if you want to call it the second round, I don't know what, what everyone's doing now. 
<laughs> I'll count it as an NCAA tournament win. I know that. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since we had one of those, so I'll count it as that. Yeah, it was uh, – the Hoosiers led for something like 33 of the 40 minutes, but it still was – I mean, it was stressful, as, as most tournament games are. Um, the defense, though, that's kind of been their calling card all season is what – what really pushed them through, uh, they forced Wyoming into a season-high 19 turnovers. Hunter Maldonado uh, was one of Wyoming's kind of star players. Uh, he was he had 10 turnovers. He, he finishes with 21 points, but a lot of that came late when Indiana was kind of pretty in control of the game. So, um, it, obviously, as well, I mean, Trace have, uh, having 29 points, and his debut was was huge as well. But um, it's a win, and it it wasn't pretty. It was a slugfest, a kind of defensive grind. But that's a, a win's a win. Survive and advance this time of year. Yeah, I mentioned on the show yesterday. The big thing I thought about Wyoming was that this team wasn't going to beat itself. It plays a solid, fundamental basketball game, gets to the free throw line. But you mentioned nineteen turnovers. Indiana forced this squad to make some mistakes. Uh, do you credit that to just? Wyoming having not maybe seen a defense quite as good as Indiana has in a long time, the Hoosiers stepped up really big on that defensive side. Uh, how do you think that happened? Yeah, I mean, this isn't a an IU team that typically forces a lot of turnovers. Um, I do think there's something to just playing a, a team kind of at that level. Um, for Wyoming, their head coach spoke after the game about just needing to be like bigger, stronger, stuff like that, because as good as the Mountain West was this year, there's a there's a pretty big gap between facing somebody good in the Mountain West and a, a good Big Ten team, especially a, a Big Ten team as good defensively as the Hoosiers are. So I, it, it's not something Indiana has done this this year in terms of forcing a lot of turnovers, but they made it physical. Um, it was a it was a slow game and. Um, the Hoosiers just kind of got physical with them and the, the refs let a lot go. So um, the result was just kind of a, a banging type of game. And um, IU was able to, to knock some balls loose. And when you have two post players like Wyoming does, um, Indiana's guards are really good at, at pinching down and just getting their hands in there. Um, it's not something you see a ton of in the Big Ten. Um, for reference, Wyoming's, uh, I believe it was EK, Graham EK posted up almost three times as often this season as Kofi Coburn. So, I mean, this was, uh, this was, a, a an offense for Wyoming that was going to be slow and, um, the Hoosiers kind of took advantage of that. And that's where a lot of the turnovers came was just in those post-ups with, with guards kind of battling down and enforcing turnovers like that. And, um, by any means necessary. Like I said, it's not something they typically do, but it's how Indiana got the job done on Tuesday. A really good job. And again, I mentioned earlier in the show before we got on, but I was calling him Graham Ike the entire time on the show yesterday. So that's my bad. But anyway, yeah, Graham Ike did it. Uh, one it was someone who I was expecting to have a bigger role, of course, yesterday didn't. Um, Trace Jackson Davis on offense, you said, did pretty much everything that the Hoosiers needed him to do there. I was a bit concerned about how like the defensive pressure we might have to put on one of those big guys would affect the offense, but Indiana really did a good job of being not too stressful on what Jackson Davis had to do on the defensive side of the ball allows him to really open up things on the offensive side more. What do you feel like he saw that helped him go off so well? 
Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's the fact that in that Big Ten tournament run, he's facing Hunter Dickinson and then Kofi Coburn, and then he was kind of matched up against Keegan Murray. That's a little bit of a different matchup. But then, I mean, you go through that, and he was excelling at that, and it's just kind of the building up all those matchups against guys like that to where, I mean, Graham E.K. is really good. I don't want to, like, disparage him at all, but he's not a Kofi Coburn. He's not a Hunter Dickinson. He's not a a Keegan Murray. So um, Trace was able to use his body, use those angles that he always does, and finish around the rim and get some guys into foul trouble. And as you kind of mentioned, defensively he was as good as he's been I was very much worried about that, too, because when you have as much of Wyoming's offense going through the post, you kind of dread the idea of Trace getting into foul trouble, and it was going to be a a short night if that was the case. And he had one foul kind of fairly early on, and then that was it. And, um, again, probably one of those things that's just something he's learned through um, Big Ten games. I mean, he facing Zach Eady as well in the game before – uh, the Big Ten tournament. So, uh, again, I, I certainly don't want to say anything disparage EK at all or anything like that, but um, just kind of in both regards for Trace, he was used to this. And for EK, I don't know how much he was used to seeing somebody like Trace Jackson Davis. That's what it kind of felt like early on is Trace really was dominating in that first half. EK was really, really struggling. He eventually got his footing in the second half. But by then, Trace was was well into rhythm, and IU had control of the game and was able to, to keep control throughout. When something goes wrong with your vehicle, it can be a pain to replace, not just with the money, but also just a pain on your mind, trying to find the exact right part. If you're not a car person, you have no idea how to sort through everything that is available to you at the parts store or at a dealership that you go to. And if you get help from a dealership or a parts place, maybe they have to upcharge you to get it there. Maybe they don't have the part there. At rockauto.com, you can get anything that you might need for your car, parts, oil, just new mats for the floors, anything that you want, certified to be exactly what you need they'll make sure that you're getting exactly what it is that you need for your car and getting it to your front door without any of the stress of going anywhere or dealing with anybody else and at a cheaper price too they're cutting out the middleman a family-run business that's just trying to make it easier for you to be confident and comfortable that your car is not only working properly but keeping everybody safe of course, too. Head on over to rockauto.com right now. And if you use the product, be sure to put locked on in their little how did you hear about us box to let them know that we sent you. Again, it's Rock Auto, just an easier way to deal with car parts and repairs and upgrades and stuff that's just a stress on your mind. Again, rockauto.com, the place to go for any of your needs like that. Just go try them out before you do anything else next time you need something with your car. It, nothing really matches that experience of playing the Big Ten. But, of course, you know, in this tournament, the second that I start saying that, there's going to be a whole bunch of upsets and things start happening here in these next couple of days. Jacob, you've got past Wyoming. Another mid-major coming up here in St. Mary's. This time, though, was a five seed. Tell us more about what you know about this team going in. Again, it, it's been a quick little turnaround for you. You talked about that a little bit here. It's kind of a crazy week for you trying to coordinate everything at Locked On Hoosiers, which you need to go and subscribe to, by the way, if you want to keep up on Indiana stuff. 
But as Indiana gets ready for St. Mary's here, what do you feel like this team does that Indiana could take advantage of? How do you feel like this matchup plays out, at least through your initial look at it? Yeah, I haven't done a, a ton of research into St. Mary's yet. Shockingly, I don't know a ton about them. What I, I've really been able to gather is just from some from Kim Palm and stuff like that. I, I know they're a really good defensive team, top 10 in the nation. Uh, and I know they play at a crazy slow pace, one of the slowest paces in the country as well. Um, so I imagine it's going to be another rock fight of sorts defensively. Um, the slow pace will be interesting because IU typically doesn't play fast. They just don't play really slow. I don't know it's necessarily to their disadvantage to play slow, especially with the way Trace is playing right now and how well he can control a game in the post. Typically, you don't play fast and control a game in the post. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But um, that I mean, St. Mary's is really good. Uh, I know it almost feels like a disservice to call them a, just a mid-major and not that that's what I've called them. But when I think mid-major, I think of a kind of plucky underdog and that's not what St. Mary's has been this year. They're, they're one of the best teams in the country. They beat Gonzaga a couple of weeks ago. Um, so this is a really good team that <laughs> Indiana is going to have their hands full to, to try to pull off an upset in this one. But, when you have a de defense travels is always kind of the cliche. When you have a defense as good as Indiana does and a player playing as well as Trace is, I feel like Indiana's got always going to have a shot. You think who's just try to push that pace a little bit more as the game gets started up or could they fall into that half court and fall into a groove there? It, it'd be, it's interesting because the Xavier Johnson likes to push the pace done a little bit of it um especially as he's kind of turned a corner in the back half of big 10 playing into the tournament um it he like i said he excels at that but indiana doesn't have a ton of guys who do that normally so um indiana's just very kind of middle of the road almost exactly um middle in the in the country in terms of pace or adjusted tempo uh whereas St. Mary's is almost dead last. So just playing it kind of their normal style is almost going to be pushing the pace against the St. Mary's team. I don't know that they're going to do, try to do anything too extreme or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I do think there'll be some of that. They weren't able to really do that against Wyoming for all the turnovers they had. They still were kind of slowing the game down and, and just being deliberate about what they did, not necessarily playing at a slow pace, but that's kind of the best way to describe what they've been doing is just being deliberate, a lot of ball screens, a lot of post-ups, stuff like that. So um, I think Indiana just kind of playing as they normally have been is almost going to be considered pushing the pace against the St. Mary's team. A good point. And I said it again before the Wyoming game that I think that with the way Wyoming plays and kind of with the way you describe St. Mary's plays too, if IU can play its game, it should be able to do enough to get a win here. But I said it yesterday too. I don't know how confident that makes IU fans going into matchups here in this tournament, but of course, Hoosiers are hot 
right now. Jacob Rood is at Locked On Hoosiers covering everything going on with this team every single weekday. Of course, it's got recaps of Wyoming up. It'll have stuff with St. Mary's coming up, I'm sure. And as Indiana continues on and hopefully gets a third win this weekend, he'll be going through all of it there on the show. Jacob, thank you for taking a couple of minutes here on short notice to talk to us and recap that matchup. Best of luck in the round of 64 tomorrow. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Let's go Hoosiers.